At Our Father's House, our prayer is that you will be blessed and strengthened by the power of Jesus Christ. We would like to thank you for joining us today as we study God's Word. Now let's join Pastor Odie. to the point in your your Christian walk that it takes something more than just the mention of his name, then something's wrong and something's happened in our lives. Amen? Because how many remembers that fresh... Oh, hallelujah. I know you do. And I know you do. You should. But how many remembers, you know, I remember, I remember the night that I accepted Jesus as my Savior. You know, I was the prodigal. And I'd been raised in church. I'm going to preach, I promise. But I'd been raised in church and I'd been taught to write things and God you know, God, I, I never, but I never had really accepted Christ caring as my Savior, but I was raised in church. I cut my teeth on the pews, and as the old saying goes, and, you know, and, and uh, my dad, listen, when, if you lived in my house, uh, if you lived in my house when Sunday morning come, it, 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 was, it was never an option. It just wasn't optional. You know, we went to church. That's what we did. And we never woke up, oh, we never woke up and said, well, I wonder if I'll go today. There's church down the road. Those good people down there are having a service, but I'm not, just not sure where I'm going to go or not. You know, so we always were in church. Guess what? We had Sunday school on Sunday morning. We had church on Sunday night. We had youth group YPE on Tuesday nights. We had church again on Wednesday night. And then we had church again on Saturday night. Am I telling the truth, Pastor David? But we went. Now, I'm not suggesting we have five services a week. By no means. But I am suggesting that church should not be an option in your home. First and foremost, you need a relationship with Jesus, but guess what? This is where you grow, and this is where you learn more about him, and this is where you fellowship and get into an atmosphere of worship so we can draw closer to God. You know, I had one guy tell me, well, me and Jesus got our own thing going. I just don't need church. There are no lone rangers in the kingdom of God. The Bible says, don't forsake the assemblings yourselves together, but much more as you see the day approaching. Amen. But anyway, I'm trying to get somewhere. I'm going to preach you a word, I promise. Come on, elders, pray for me. Get this guy. This guy's got to get going. I got, when I hit about age 13 or 14, I went to Egypt. Not in the natural, not in the literal. 
And for about five years, Greg, I was out there running. I was the prodigal. I was the prodigal in the Trans Am. And God draw me in. And here's the thing. I'll never forget that night I got up from that altar. The water tastes better. The mountains looked more beautiful. The food tastes better. And guess what? My best friend, one of my best friends at that time, he was here in our dedication service. You guys know Dino Carmichael and Sheila. And, and Dino, Dino and I were actually working together at that time, and, and he knew I was under conviction. And guess what? 10.30 at night, I went and knocked on his door. I knocked on his door, and, and he, came to, he, he came to the door, and I said, Dino, I gave my heart to Jesus. I'm born again. I had a revelation of who he was, and he was the most important thing in my life. But what happens is, oftentimes we get so caught up in life and religion and church and everything else that's going on around us that we lose a revelation of who he is. We got, you know, that's the most important thing. We got to see who he is. You know what? We've been preaching on David and Saul. You know what set David apart? And uh, Dave, David saw who Jesus was before Jesus was ever born into this world. Are you ready? If you're ready, shout amen. Somebody say, show us Jesus. Come on, say it again. Say, show us Jesus. We want to see Jesus. Not religion, not a, not a church service, not a denomination. Not, your most important thing can't be a dance. It can't be a shout. It can't be any kind. Your most important thing is I got to see him. If I can see him, everything else will be okay. All of a sudden, the mundane things, that look, they, they just don't matter anymore. Because you know what? He could split that eastern sky before, before daybreak comes. Amen. Lift up your heads. Come on. He, he's, he's coming for a church. We, if, if you're more excited about this world than you are Jesus, you, you're in trouble. Are you guys with me? All right. Somebody shout amen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. We need to see him. David's life. Is it all right if I teach a little bit? David's life was measured. It was valued. We've been talking about David and Saul for several weeks, the tale of two kingdoms. David's life was valued. It was measured by two core issues. Number one, intimacy with God and meekness with people. What did Greg say? What did Robert say? What did you say? What did you say? The very first verse at the top of my page. Love the Lord your God. They said, they asked Jesus, what's the greatest commandment of the law? He said, the greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, right? The second, love your neighbor as yourself. So we've got to get back to basics. We've got to get back to simplicity. Love God. Love people. Love God. Love people. Oh, bless me, Lord. Bless me, Lord. Love God, 
Love people. All right, are y'all with me? His calling, Ernie, everybody wants, to, wants a supernatural calling and they want to do, they want to be this platform ministry. You might want to think twice about that. But you see, David's calling flowed from these two things. Oh, God, let us get this word. I'm not going to hype this, and I may not be running the aisles this morning, but I'm preaching you my heart. Jesus said, on, on these two hang all the prophets and the law. Pastor David, he was saying, everything else hangs on these two. What are you saying? Love God, love people. If you love God, you're not going to put idols before him. Because you you got to hear me. People deal with all kinds of things and all kinds of distractions. Young people, hear me. you got to hear your pastor this morning. And, you, and, and there's so much out there today. You know, we've got... The, the, wor- the world wide web, we've got internet, we've got, we've got phones at the touch of a button. We can see, see and have anything at our, uh, at our disposal at any time. And, 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 and there's all kinds of temptations and all things that you're struggling with and all things that you're dealing with. But I'm telling you as your pastor this morning, if you don't fall in love with Jesus, you'll always go back to those things that distract you and draw you back. But when you, get, when you fall in love with him and you say, Jesus, you're the most important thing to me. I want you more than I want anything else. Then all of a sudden, that stuff don't look so appetizing. All of a sudden, that pornography that you're tempted with, Oh, come on, is anybody in here this morning? You got to, you know, he has to become superior in your life in order for distractions to become inferior. Are y'all with me? Love God. We're going to sum up, we're going to sum up this morning everything that David was. What did Jesus say? You know you have passed from death unto life because you have love for the brethren. Now, if you're running over somebody to get to church to receive your blessing, you might want to check your love for the brethren. Bless God, I've got to get there so I can worship you in my way. Sometimes God puts people in your way so you can lead them in the way. I feel a different anointing this morning. We're going somewhere. We're going somewhere. If you believe it, shout amen. David's primary identity. Now, what we're going to talk about, and I'm not going to keep you too long, I promise. I told these guys to stay close. David had three anointings. Three times he was anointed in the Old Testament. We're going to talk about this, how his identity was established. His primary identity was established on the foundation of who he was spiritually, hear me now, before God, 
one that loved God and one that realized that God loved him and then that in turn loved people. I wish, I wish you could see this. If you get a revelation of the fact that God loves you regardless of you, and in turn you love him back, it, it's, it's life-changing because the enemy can't mess with that. He can't condemn you when you make mistakes. How many makes mistakes? He can't condemn you because you realize the love of God. So his identity, his primary identity was established on the foundation because he was one that loved God, and that overflowed in his love to others. You know, David had an anointing of love. You ever heard that one before? He felt that his success before God was in context to how much he grew in the anointing of love. How many of you guys had somebody chase you for all your life? God has already anointed you to be king. The prophet's already poured oil over your head, but yet somebody's chasing you and, you, and, and, and they're trying to kill you, but you don't kill them. Remember Thursday night? You cut off a piece of their garment in the cave, and then another time you walk right down while they're sleeping, and there is the spear that that person threw threw at you and pinned it against the wall and you had to dodge to miss it. But you take the spear and you don't kill that person. You, you bow to that person. Oh, come on. Is anybody, are y'all hearing me in here? Because he realized the love of God and how he treated others. If we're going, if you, you know what? You want to be anointed? You want to walk in an anointing? You learn to love people and God's going to pour an anointing out of you. It's going to change your life. Come on, do something for, you know, I've often said, these people that's out here that we see on the news, you know, these people that's getting in all this trouble and, and there's run-ins with the police and it's a mess. Rob, you talked about it earlier, it's a mess how people are, are dividing and separating us. You know what, if you'll, if you'll get busy doing for somebody else, you won't have time to do anything wrong. Idle time is the devil's workshop. You know, oftentimes the reason people fail because they're, they're too much just, just sitting and not doing something. Get busy. Do something for somebody else. Y'all receiving the word. You love your pastor. So David was the model of the anointed church that operates in power through worship. Hear me now. And intercession that comes from those who walk out lifestyles of radical love. Oh, y'all got y'all got to help me get this one. I got to to be able to get this out. Somebody say, "Help us get it, Lord." I'm gonna, I'm gonna back up. I'm gonna say it again. David is the model of the anointed church that operates in power through worship and intercession that comes from those who walk out lifestyles of radical love and obedience toward Jesus. So here's the deal. The foundation of David's ministry was his revelation of the governmental impact of worship that comes from a love for Jesus. What are you saying, Pastor? You can't make people worship. What happens is... David operated in kingship because he understood his love for Jesus moved him into worship when he was in that shepherd's field. And when he was writing songs, he wrote, when he wrote all these psalms unto the Lord, 
Oh, God, let us, let us get this. If you have counterfeit worship, you operate in counterfeit kingship. Come here. Come here. But if you fall in love with Jesus, this girl should never have to push you to worship because you, it's just like, oh, thank you, Lord, for what you've done in my life. I love you. And no one should have to say, come on. Never, because what happens is we cheerlead you, and then, it, and, it's, and then it's just, okay, I'll do it because they're asking me to do it. And, and, and we all get there, but what I'm saying is if, if you're in that place and then you need, you need to check yourself because if you have a love for who he is, oh, it's not in a song. It's not in a sermon. It's not in a worship service. It's not in a church service. You can be driving down the road in your car and something comes into your car because you realize who he is and it's almost like you can see him sitting there in the seat beside you. And, and it's no longer that, that he's your co-pilot, but you've surrendered totally to him and he's become the pilot. And you look over and say, Lord, do you want me to give you the keys? Do you want me to get in the trunk and just let you drive? Ride because you're in control of every situation in my life. It's not about we've we've gotten so good at doing something that God doesn't even want to hear it. God's not impressed with our talents. You know what God's impressed with? He's impressed with a heart that loves him. I said I wasn't going to preach this long, right? You know, Lucifer was the best. If you read this book, it tells us in the Old Testament that he had instruments that came out, that came right out of his body. And we have three archangels in heaven, and Lucifer was the, the leader of worship in heaven. But then Lucifer got pride in his heart. He said, well, you know what? I, 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 I. I'm better than God. You know, I'm trying to preach you something to ha that'll help you. Don't, don't get the wrong idea, guys. I'm not trying to scold you. I'm trying to get you to fall in love with Jesus to where you'll say, I can't wait till, I can't wait to get till church. I've had a good day in my car. I've been worshiping. I can't get, I can't wait to get there. Jill, you don't have to cheerlead me. Pastors, you don't have to cheerlead me. I'm going to be pushing you this morning because I've got a revelation of who Jesus is. Something's happened down inside of me. I've seen the king. I've seen the king. Is anybody hearing me? We got to see the king. We got to see the king.
Lucifer got pride in his heart. He was booted out of heaven. You know, and I, I, I've told you this before, but, 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 but you know, you think about Pastor David, that Lucifer, you know, his Bible says, you know, you know, you know, you know, God didn't create the devil. God created Lucifer. He created an archangel. Man created Satan. And I could see Lucifer going up. Oh, y'all just, you got to hear my heart. I could see Lucifer going up and saying, who are you going to get to worship you now? Now who's going to worship you? Now who's going to lift you up? I'm the best. And God reaches down. and He scoops up a big handful of dirt. And he says, right here, right here. He said, this dirt, because I'm going to create a man in my image. I'm going to create someone that's going to know me. And this man, Adam, may say, God, I can't sing. I can't preach. I can't play an instrument. I can't do anything. God says, I don't care what you can't do. All I'm concerned about is what you're going to do. And you're going to honor me. You know what? You can get a... I watched a video, this missionary going to a foreign country, and these guys out there playing, playing these makeshift drums. Brian, you'd loved it. And out there just, what a sound. What a sound. Playing unto the Lord. Crying out to God. He wants to hear your voice. You know, we... You can't sing somebody else's praise. David wrote Psalms out of experience. You have to sing your praise. You can't sing her praise or my praise. Praise what God has done in your life. I hope you guys are receiving this. Can I have just a few more minutes? David is the model of the anointed church. It operates through, through, in power through worship. Everybody shout worship and intercession. But don't listen. Please get it. Worship, true worship only comes from a revelation of who he is and a love for who he is from your heart. That's true worship. Nobody has to make you do that. Somebody might try to stop you from doing that. Right? But nobody has to make you do that. Wow. Three songs in a sermon can't do it. A church service can't do it. Amen? You guys with me? So, Psalm 22, 3. Did I give you those verses? Look at this real quick. Daniel, get ready. We're summing up. I mean, come, come on, come to agreement, Pastor. We don't want a counterfeit kingship, right? Counterfeit kingship says you're you're walking in authority on Sunday morning, but you're walking in defeat on Monday morning. 
Here's David. But thou art holy, O thou inhabits the praises of Israel. Dwells there. God dwells in our praises. Amen. Psalm 149. Look at this. Psalm 149, chapter 6. 149.6, let the high praises of God be in their mouths and a two-edged sword in their hand. And we're going to look at these, but remember remember one of David's mighty men? He had the sword clave in his hand. They had to pry. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and let a two-edged sword be in their hand. You know how to walk in victory? Start praising God and start reading this book. Because you won't get victory just in a, in a one-hour church service or a two-hour church service on Sunday morning. Where you get victory is when you, your relationship, oh, hallelujah. Come on. Y'all with me? To, why would we want the high praises of God in our mouth and two-edged sword in hand? What? To execute vengeance upon the heathen. Punishments upon the people. Keep going. You know, David knew what he had to have to win, right? To bind their kings. With chains and their nobles with fetters of iron. To execute upon them the judgment written, this honor have all his saints. Praise you, the Lord. You want to defeat some, some demons in your life? You want to defeat some devils? Start praising God. Start getting in his word. Amen. Somebody shout amen. Three anointings, real quick. I, I, I promise you. We're just going boom, boom, boom. His first anointing, I'll just write these verses down. We don't have time to go there. First anointing was in 1 Samuel 16, 13. Bethlehem. This is where Samuel poured oil over his head. What happened here was his spiritual identity was being developed. He was, he was taking on a servant spirit, a servant mentality. Well, good, well done, thou good and faithful servant. What was he doing, pastor? He was watching the sheep. So his first anointing came. When he got anointed by Samuel the prophet, a servant mentality. Go on back to the field. All right? His second anointing was at Hebron. Here, in this place, he was, he, was he was anointed the king of Judah. Here, he was anointed or empowered to govern God's people without losing his primary anointing of a servant mentality. Amen? Third anointing. His third anointing was at Jerusalem. At Jerusalem, he, he was anointed to be king over all of Israel. Here he was anointed or empowered to conquer the enemies of God still without losing his servant mentality. Servant, trained to, 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 to work with God's people. Thirdly, to defeat the enemies of God. But the problem is, we want to jump to that third anointing and bypass the first two. What are you saying, Pastor? What I'm saying is, these people that's teaching your kids over here this morning, amen, whatever you're doing, if you're cleaning the bathrooms, oh, help us, Lord. It's all part, you want to walk in anointing, take on a servant mentality. How can I serve? What can I do, Pastor, to serve? 
What can we do to serve this region? What can we do to serve these kids up here in these apartments? Are y'all with me? Oh, y'all got to help your pastor. You receive the word. Come on up, Daniel. Here's the thing. The only way we can have that kind of attitude, again, and I'm going to close, but we have to see Jesus. You got to get a revelation of who he is. He wants you to become intoxicated by him. Amen? He needs, he wants you to be consumed with him. Amen? Now, a scripture says, and I'm going to close here just a second. But the scripture says there was a long war between the house of Saul and the house of David. But Saul grew weaker and weaker, and David waxed stronger and stronger. Here's the deal. You have to submit to the King Jesus and deny King Self. The more we deny King Self and submit to him, the stronger we get spiritually, and these other little things just don't matter anymore. And then they'll be back standing in line saying, what do you want me to do? I don't care. Just, amen? Amen? Do y'all love you, Pastor? We're good with this kind of preaching, aren't we? Give me a little ambiance. Well, th- this is closing. <clears throat> Jacob put Psalm 110. I promise we're done. Psalm 110. See, here's the thing. This is all Jesus. Old Testament, New Testament. You guys were all over it this morning. God has highly exalted him and given him a name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, right? Things in heaven, things on earth, things under the earth. Every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. Jesus said, the scripture says in Acts, there's no other name under heaven where men can be saved except at the name of Jesus. We got to see him. Do you want to operate in kingship like David did? Look at this verse. Look what David said. Look what David said in the Old Testament. The Lord said unto my Lord, The Lord said unto my Lord, sit down at my right hand until I make my enemies my footstool. Who's he talking about? The Lord said unto my, who's sitting at the right hand of the Father? Come on, shout it out. Who's sitting at the right hand of the Father? Here's a man. Okay, let me give you another one. 
And, and here's the whole, whole reason I'm, I'm, I'm teaching this. This is why I want to be like David. I want to be. I want to operate in kingship. I want. I want to defeat enemies. I want to. You know. You fall in love with Jesus. Get a heart for worship. Get out in the field. Amen. Feed the sheep. Amen. David. David got a revelation of who Jesus was. He ate the showbread in the Old Testament. He brought the Ark of the Covenant out for everybody to see. He established 24-hour worship. Amen. He had a revelation of who the Jesus. You, you got to understand. Jesus was the Lamb slain from the foundation. of of the world. He was he is his who was, who is, and is to come. Are y'all seeing that? One more verse. Oh, hallelujah. And I thought this was interesting. Do you realize that Psalm 110 is the most frequently cited Old Testament uh, chapter in the New Testament? It's cited more than it's it's the most frequently one mentioned in the Old Testament. Somebody, somebody should shout amen. Luke 20, look at this. Look what Jesus said. And he said to them, How do you say that Christ is David's son? David himself said in the book that the Lord said unto my Lord, Sit thou at my right hand. David himself said it. Till I make thine enemies thy footstool. David therefore called him Lord. How is he then his son? So he was saying, David called. You see, he, he saw who Jesus was. That's what made David who he was. He got a revelation. Somebody say amen. Do you know David was 30 years old when he was anointed to be the king? Read it. You know how old Jesus was when he started his ministry? 30. You know, David, was, David, David died in 970 B.C.? You fast forward 1,000 years, Christ died. He had a picture and a revelation of who this man was. And I'm telling you, we got to get that. Amen? Do you receive it this morning? Changes everything. Changes your money. It's all his, right? I said it's all his, right? Yes, God, let me get that 10% out. God, I thank you that you've given me 90 to work with. I realize it's all yours. I think I'll throw in another 10% this morning just because you've been good to me. How about let's, let's worship? You know what? Let's worship. You know, when we take up an offering, we're worshiping. When we work with those kids over there, we're worshiping. You take on the mentality when you're cleaning the bathrooms, you're worshiping. It's not just jumping and dancing. That's part of it. That's a celebration of Him. That's an awesome celebration. But we got to get a revelation of who He is, and then we worship Him through what we do. All right, let's stand. Hallelujah. Acts 2.29, Jake, in closing. Did you shut it down already? If you did, that's fine. Come up here and sing a chorus or something for us. You want to come up here? I can't see it. 
had a trustees meeting this morning and, and, and in the middle of that at, right at the end of that trustees meeting over here in the old building our secretary here Amanda Reed you guys know Amanda Justin Amanda God God gave them a baby uh, uh, a couple how long ago three years ago and, uh, and then she's pregnant again she's had some complications but we've we've spoken we have spoke healing over that baby this morning in the trustees meeting, right at the end of the meeting, right at the end of the meeting, she came out and she looked at us guys and she said, I got to go. She said, I just lost the baby. She said, I just miscarried and lost the baby. And she was in tears. So she called, Charles called Justin, her husband, and I grabbed Mary and Samantha and their girls when they were coming in. And I said, come here, you guys need to be in here with her. And we prayed over her. And then Samantha wanted to stand in for her this morning. And, and that's what we were doing up here. We were up here. And I said, Lord, I, here's what I said. I said, Lord, I don't want anybody to see me or anybody else in this room. We just need to see the Holy Spirit. And we spoke life. We just spoke life. And she just sent uh, Samantha a text message. says, don't know what. Okay, where are we at? Here we go. Here we go. She says, they're working to find out what's going on, but in capital letters and three exclamation marks, the baby is alive. <laughs> Come on, somebody give God praise. Come on, somebody give God praise. Oh, you need to praise Him. Something happened in this service this morning. Something broke in this time of worship. Oh, no, come on. Come on. Give him a shout of praise. Clap your hands unto the Lord. <laughs> come on. Somebody needs to praise him. Come on. Somebody praise him. Come on, if you can. You know what I believe? You know what I believe, Pastor? You know what I believe? We're not sure what happened, what happened over there. But I'm telling you this. I believe that even if she did have a miscarriage and lose that baby, that God has brought it back to life. He's the giver of life, and that's what we spoke. We spoke life. You know what, Mitchell? You know what? He said, I am the resurrection and the life. That's what he spoke about Lazarus. He said, Lord, he's dead. He said, he's going to live again. He said, yeah, he'll live in the resurrection. He said, I am the resurrection. He is the resurrection and the life. He that believes in him. Oh, come on, somebody, one more time. You need to get... Come on, give him praise. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say, he's good. You know, the enemy has fought them so hard, and I'm just, I'm just speaking by faith. 
that there's more riding on that pregnancy than, than just them having their second child. It concerns this church and this ministry. It concerns that, that child's life and its ministry. thief comes but for to steal, kill, and destroy but Jesus said I've come that you might have life and have it <laughs> more abundantly I tell you what you know if you're here this morning and you, you say pastor I just, I, just, I just need to see him, I need to know him you know I don't care if you've never been saved you're backslidden you're here every Sunday. It don't, it don't matter to me. I'm just saying, I just need to know. I just, I just want to. See, I just want to see him. Nothing else matters. I just need to see him. We want you to come. Would you come? Come on. If you're here, I want to give you an opportunity to pray before we dismiss. God's God's done great things in this service. Come on. You need to know him more. Come on. Somebody respond. I just need to see Jesus. Life's kind of got me down. I've had all kind of distractions. I just need to see Jesus. I just need to see him. I'm tired of all this mess. I'm tired of all the junk. Come on. If you're, you like again, you've never been saved. You're, you're backslid. You're back, or if you just... Come on, you know, just swallow that pride and say, yep, that's me. I just need to see him. Come on, come on. Come on, you guys sing a chorus of something. Come on. If you would like to know more about our Father's House and upcoming events, Log on to ourfathershouseky.org.